Good morning, everybody. What a different type of service we're having today, but I got to tell you, worship was fantastic. Uh, it's just, it just reminds you of the fact that no matter where we're at, what situation we're in, the Lord's there, and you sense his presence, uh, everything's going to be just fine. Uh, let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, I just pray that whatever, by whatever means we've gathered here to get together today, whether it be here in the sanctuary or at home or uh, wherever people are listening or watching this broadcast, Lord, I just ask that we are aware of your presence, Lord, and that all we do, we, we do to honor and glorify you today. Father, uh, we thank you that no matter how dark uh, the times we live in may seem, Lord, that, that uh, the light of your word through your spirit uh, still shines brightly. And, Lord, uh, our hope can never be dampened or diminished uh, by the circumstances of this world, no matter what bad news we hear. No, Lord, on the contrary, it on, our hope only grows stronger and sure, uh, as we see the day of your coming approaching. And Lord, uh, we, just, we just thank you that we have that hope in Jesus Christ. It's in his precious name I pray, amen. Today is especially gratifying for me to be here in this pulpit. Uh, I just spent seven days in the hospital and I, the whole time I was there, I was wondering if I was ever going to be able to be back in the pulpit again and, and uh, be able to bring God's word to, to God's people. What a great privilege it is. I, I, I want to thank everyone for, for your thoughts and your prayers while I was in the hospital. Uh, I really appreciate that. I want to thank Brandon for doing such a good job while I was gone, uh, bringing the word. And we're going to get to hear Brandon here again in just a minute. Uh, but... Before Brandon teaches, I want to take a minute and uh, talk a little bit about the news that's on everybody's mind today, and that's this uh, coronavirus. Uh, someone texted me a couple of days ago and said they had listened, gone back and listened to my sermon, my New Year's sermon uh, entitled uh, The State of the Union. I don't know if you remember it or not if you were here, but but maybe it's one you might want to go back and listen to. In that message, uh, I made it clear that the state of the union is, is really, really bad, really bad. And if the people in this country did not repent, and I didn't think we were going to repent, that at some point the hammer of God's judgment was going to come down upon this land. And... and uh, I believe that this virus that we're seeing taking place, and some people say it was, was uh, cooked up in a lab in China. That might be true. Uh, we don't know the origins of the virus, but this we do know. We know that God is bigger than this virus, and God can stop this virus anytime he wants to stop this virus. So the very fact that this virus is running its course and doing the damage that it's doing to, to our lives, to our economy, to our world system, uh, not only in China and in Europe, but here in the United States, 
that tells me that this virus is the judgment of God. Uh, how long this thing's going to last, how bad it's going to get, we don't know. God's merciful, and, and, and uh, I don't, this certainly is not the Great Tribulation. It's going to be even worse than the Great Tribulation. But all of this could lead up to the Great Tribulation. They're saying this is going to last a couple of weeks. Uh, I doubt that very seriously. Uh, it might be months. It might be years. It might be here until we go into the Great Tribulation. Of course, we won't go into the Great Tribulation if we're part of the church. We're going to be raptured out of here. And, and we're told in the Bible when times get like this, what are we to do? We're to, we're to look up because our redemption draweth nigh. Now, I, uh, I'm not going to really talk about that virus anymore today because that's really uh, not what I'm here for. Uh, I, I do want to talk about how we react to, to what's going on. Uh, I mean, it really is, regardless of uh, whether you think it's the judgment of God or not, or, or uh, what other people think, whether other people think it's the judgment of God or not, it's really strange that we're sitting here today uh, preaching over the web and we're, we're not allowed to assemble as a church in the United States of America. That's, that's bad enough and strange enough in itself. And, and uh, uh, I, 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 think it's, uh, I think it's really, really sad that we've come to that state. And that's kind of, it's kind of scary to me that God would allow it to get this far because I would think that more than anything else, God would want the churches open right now. God would want the word going out. Now, we're getting it out via web, and our churches all over the country are doing that. But, but you, would, you would think that maybe God would want the church doors open. And, and I've I, I got to ask myself why. You know, why is, why is God even shutting the, the doors to the churches in America today? And, and, I, and I think the reason behind that is because they've been open so long. And, 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 and people have rejected the word so long that there's going to be a famine for the word in this land. Uh, uh, I, I don't know how many times when, when I was driving to church and you'd drive and you'd see people heading to the mall, you'd see people heading to the golf course, you'd see people heading out fishing, you'd see people doing their things outside with no interest in the things of God, and you just wondered how long God was going to allow this to go on. And, and uh, we've come to that point now where, where all we're able to offer here from the church uh, this morning is a, is a webcast. We can't even assemble as a church this morning, and, and that's really sad. I, I remember, I mean, kind of jokingly would tell my wife when, when, uh, when, when I got up in the morning, I checked the weather because if, if uh, the weather was really pretty, we probably weren't going to have a very good crowd because people are going to be out doing their thing. If the weather was really bad, they probably weren't going to, you know, inconvenience themselves and come to church. So, so really, you kind of look for a day like today where it's kind of gloomy outside and, and uh, really there's nothing else to do but come to church. But that shouldn't be the way it should be. We should want to be in church. And hopefully, you know, this, this, this time period that we're going through right now where we're losing that privilege of assembling as a church will make people appreciate it a lot more when we do get the opportunity to do it again. And I hope we do get the opportunity uh, to do it again. Uh, but, but just the fact we can't do it, that is really, really scary to me. It tells me that we're really living 
in very dangerous times. And again, we don't know how long this is going to last or how bad it's going to get. And, you know, I'm not here to scare you today. I'm here to encourage you today. But we've got to be realistic about the situation we're in. We're in some very, I'm 70 years old, and I've never seen times like this. I don't think my parents had seen times like this. Time, I mean, even in World War II, after, during World War II and during the Great Depression, people were able to assemble and, and meet for church, and we can't do that right now. So to me, it's really, really a sign that we're very close to the uh, very end. And so, again, I'm not going to talk about the virus today so much as, as what we're to do now. What do we do as individual Christians, as members of Calvary Chapel of Lafayette, what do we do during this time that we're experiencing right now? Well, it's pretty simple. Things we should be doing already, but maybe this will be the impetus to get us to do those things. Number one, and obviously we, we, we make this the last resort sometimes, but it should always be the first resort, and that should be that we pray. We pray. I don't know if you have a habit of doing this, but you need to make a habit of doing this. We need to be praying for each other. We're not going to have much contact with each other as long as this virus is around, but we need to be praying for each other. Everybody in this church has a need. I mean, every one of us need to grab a hold of our church directories, and we need to pray for one another. We need to pray specifically for one another, Uh, not just generic God bless them prayers, we need to pray for, for people's needs. We need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for our president. We need to pray for uh, all the leaders of this land. And we need to especially be praying for the lost people in this world who have no hope, that they find the hope that, they, that we have in Jesus Christ. I mean, some people are saying maybe this will be uh, 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 a, a fuse that will start a revival. I doubt that. But there are going to be people who are going to get saved during this time, during this very difficult time we're going through. And we can have a part in that. But we've got to begin to pray for those people. If we have loved ones who don't know the Lord right now, instead of judging them and, and, being, and, and hope that the worst comes to them, we need to be praying for them. We need to be praying that God uses this to wake them up and to save them before it's too late. Because when the Lord comes, it's too late for them. So we need, first of all, we need to be praying. Second of all, we need to give. We need to be ready to give. There are going to be opportunities to help people during this crisis more than any other time we've ever seen in our lifetimes. We're, we're not just helping a bum, enabling a bum, but where we're truly helping people who are in need, people who are suffering, people who have lost their jobs, people who don't have food. You're actually going to have a chance to help those kind of people during this crisis. And especially within the church, we want to be ready to help anybody in the church who falls upon hard times, not of their own doing. We want to, we want to be there to help them and, and, and help each other. Uh, we want to help our neighbors. Uh, we want to be there. I mean, we're going to have neighbors who are going to have problems. They're going to have spiritual problems as well as physical problems. And we're going to have opportunities to help them. So we want to be there. We want to open our heart not to judge people, but to give to people, to love people. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've, you know, most of you know me. You've been around here a long time. 
I don't talk much about giving to the church itself. It's rarely ever, if ever, I talk about giving unless it comes up in the text. I don't talk about giving, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit today. Uh, not for my own benefit. I don't take a salary from this church, but there are several people who do. There, there, we have five people who take uh, a small salary from this church. I'm going to ask as a church that you continue to send your offerings in, uh, that you, uh, you either mail them in uh, by check, don't send any cash, or that you, uh, you give, continue to give online. But, but we want the ministry of this church to go on, and we want to be ready to, to get rolling again once they open the doors again. Uh, so so uh, continue to give uh, to, the, to the ministry of this church we, 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 so we can support the staff. Also, we support four missions, and if, if our giving drives up, then we're going to have to pull back on that support for those missions, and we're going to have to cut back on our support for the staff. So, so continue to give. Now, let me give you the most important uh, precept or, or exhortation I can give you today. The third thing that you need to do during this crisis. First of all, pray. We know that. We need to give. Be ready to give. Thirdly, most importantly, we need to put our focus on the Lord. Listen to me, it's real easy in times of trouble like this to put your focus on the news. I mean, it might be on Fox News. God forbid it's on CNN. But if you watch CNN or Fox, whatever you watch, get your eyes off of that. Get your heads out of your iPhones. Get your heads out of your TV sets. If there's ever been a time to get serious about focusing on the Lord, about turning your eyes upon the Lord and your focus upon Him and praying to Him and and seeking Him and getting close to Him. Now is the time. I'll I'll even say this, you know, there are a lot of people right now, the hottest item on the web right now are are these prophecy teachers. I mean, prophecy is okay. And there's a lot of prophecy in the Bible. But your job's not to find out right now whether or not Jesus is coming tomorrow or not. If you could find out through some prophecy teacher exactly when this virus was going to end, exactly when the Great Tribulation was going to begin, exactly who the Antichrist is, exactly when Christ was coming, you know, that would do you a bit of good if you're not focused on Christ. I mean, you look at the, you look at the wise man. They were wise men, and they wanted to know when the Lord was coming, where he was coming, and, and, and who he was. They wanted to know that, and they sought that out. But they didn't seek that out in order to be knowledgeable, in order to feel good about themselves. They sought that out because they were seeking him. They wanted to see him. They wanted to see the King of kings and Lord of lords. And right now, you know, we're, we're, we're in the last days. I can tell you that. I, I can sum it up real quickly. We're in the revelation. We're there. We're in, we're, we're, we're in, we're, we're there. If we're not, we're not in the great tribulation yet, but we're right there on the verge of being there. You don't need to know anymore. I mean, what you need to be doing is not trying to figure out, you know, if this is it and, and storing up ammo and food and all that kind of stuff. You need to get your focus on the Lord. 
You need to turn your eyes upon Jesus and off of this world. And if you do that, if you do that, now we're going to try to, we're going to, try to help you with your focus. We're going to try to keep these webcasts going. Brandon's going to be here on Wednesday night doing a webcast for, for uh, uh, he's still going through Second Chronicles right now. Uh, we'll be doing our Sunday morning services just like we did them today until, uh, and, until the doors are open again and everybody can come. So we're going we're gonna to help you. But now if they declare martial law or something in this country, we're not going to be able to help you. But, you know, ultimately it's not my job to focus on the Lord for you. It's my job to exhort you to focus on the Lord. But I can't do that for you. Nobody can do that for you. You've got to do that yourself. And if you don't, if you do that, you're going to be just fine no matter what happens in this world. And, and if you don't do that, you're going to fall into despair. I can tell you that right now. If your focus is on Fox News, you're going to fall into despair. If your focus is on, on, on nothing but prophecy, you're going to fall into despair. If your focus is on the Lord, you will be just fine. You will be more than just fine. You will be a source of blessing to your family, to your friends, to your neighbors, to this lost and dying world. And, and it's an opportunity, and you've got to seize the opportunity. But that opportunity is not going to come in front of a television set or in front of an iPhone or in front of a prophecy conference. It's going to come when you've been filled with the Spirit because you've sought the Lord in a way you've never sought him before. And if you do that, your light's going to shine like it's never shone before. What an opportunity. Don't miss it. God bless.